The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth, and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder Seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and can't wait to see what God has in store for you. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Kathy again with Keys for Life podcast. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to today's topic. We're going to be talking about foster care and adoptive parenting. Uh, if you weren't with us with our last podcast, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to it to get kind of a base of uh, what we had talked about. Uh, our guest today is again, Christine Garcia, and she's a single mom, a business owner. She's been a foster mom and, a, and an adoptive mom. She has biological children, and I'll let her tell her story a little bit about herself. But I, I just want to say I'm, I am so uh, impressed with those that will say yes to the hard things. And Christine has really uh, made her life available to impact another generation, which will really be a legacy that will go down to many generations from here. So thank you for being with us today again, Christine. You are just an absolute treasure. Uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Dr. Kathy for having me here today. It's an honor. Uh, well, I, like Dr. Kathy said, I am a single mom. I have two children of mine who is 26 and 16 and an eight-year-old who is my adoptive daughter. So wonderful. And tell us a little bit about your business. Oh, yes. So I've been in the beauty industry for 23 years, um, going on to my sixth year next month. Uh, that we've opened Revival Beauty Lounge. So uh, it, it went through the hurdle of COVID and we're still standing strong. Now that tells you something. <laughs> if it can go through COVID, it can, it's, it's, a, it's a keeper for sure. Yes. Uh, but I'm just going to give a little bit of a shout out to Christine because I know a lot of women uh, who have gone and had their hair. She's a, a professional profound colorist let me say it that way so she's she's done a lot of my friends hair and she's just excellent so that's that's my little plug for her <laughs> so you can google her up and find out all about that uh, but Christine I'd like to uh, kind of continue on our topic now last uh, time that you were with us we actually uh, focused a little bit more on the foster care system and how you ended up uh, getting involved with that. So I'd like to talk uh, more now about the uh, being an adoptive parent, but uh, give me give me some thoughts about how, how the word has talked to you through all of this. What, what, what does God have to say about uh, foster parenting and adoptive parenting? Well, I can share a scripture. Okay, good. That spoke out to me when I was going through this journey. 
and it's found in Mark 9.37. And it says, Whoever welcomes these little ones in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So we welcome the Father. Yes. How beautiful that is. Yes. So I couldn't beautiful. have done it without him. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm going to just kind of throw another scripture on top of that when we mentioned this on our last podcast, but I think it's it's good to add to what you just said. It says in Psalms uh, 68, 6, it says, God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity. So Amen. he's going to take us from that place of bondage into a place of family and prosperity. You know, really, when you think about it, God's designed the family to be a prosperous unit. We are to love one another. We are to care yes. for one another. We are to help one another. And I think uh, in today's society, we've lost some of that. Uh, because people become so busy and they become so self-saturated, I might say. And so I'm just going to uh, encourage you to think about it again. God puts you in your family, and there are those that are uh, solitary, uh, meaning they're lonely, they're desolate, they're alone. Uh, but we can, we can bring them into our family. Now, uh, legally, we can foster them or adopt them. But you know, you can just adopt some of those people that are around you just to come and have dinner. That's <laughs> even a place of adoption, you yes. know? And we, uh, Christine went through on our last podcast uh, about when she uh, had her little girl and she had never eaten home-cooked food before. And it was really a sign and a signet of love to her. So uh, why don't you love somebody around you that maybe just needs to be invited for dinner? That's, that's not a lifelong commitment. That's just an evening commitment. <laughs> that, is, okay. that is so true. That is so true. I still have my little one telling me every time, thank you, Mom, for the food. You're the best. <laughs> every day, you're the best, Mom. Oh, those words. Yes. Yes. See, that's, that's rewarding in and of yes, itself, yes. isn't it? But let me, let me, let's get into this because we don't have an awful okay. lot of time. So I want to ask you some kind of, uh, maybe, maybe we're going to get into some uh, depth questions here, but I know you can handle it, Christine, because you're you're the champion. You've walked through so much. But uh, first of all, how did you find yourself transitioning from foster care into adopting? Well, since I had the three girls, um, I was fostering all three, and the two older ones were actually taken away and went back to. Um, the their their aunt and so i ended up keeping my niece and from day one i knew i was gonna adopt her Sounds no good. ifs no ifs or buts okay when i first started this journey i had support they would show up to court and then i started noticing that no one was showing up anymore and it can become a lonely place mm -hmm. you know but um you just gotta keep running and keep pushing um, because you just see these children that are hurting and need love Very and good. you know a mother they lost their mom and their dad so, my goodness um, it, it started transitioning when like I said I knew I was going to adopt her even if I had to hire a lawyer some way or somehow I just knew the Lord would provide so I, ended, I didn't have to end up doing any of that. 
but because um, they didn't want the children to go back to the mother, they were um, they were asking me if I was willing to adopt. Oh, very good. Yeah. So I don't have to. the door. Yes, he did. That's so good. <laughs> yes, he did. And so um, in my heart, I was willing to adopt all three, mm -hmm. you know, um, but, you know, just God knows they had, the other two had to go back to their aunt and I was only petitioning for my niece in the beginning, but it's almost like now that I'm an adoptive parent, I can see the whole full picture of why I had to take all three together mm -hmm. because the Lord knew that the other two were going to go back to their family and heaven was going to be separated because mm -hmm. they were they were a sibling set that couldn't be separated in the beginning. So you had that opportunity to sow a seed into them of yes. love and God's protection yes. and his, his, his covering over them. Yes, so, so there was a seed deposited in there, even though they had to leave and go back yes. to another family member. Yes, yes. And I remember I, I called you and, and asked if you could pray because I had to make a hard decision, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I, I believe this is the way it had to be. The two girls now are in a good place. Good. You know, and, so good. and I have, and they're being adopted as well. Oh, very yeah. good. And so, so good. I have my little one who I adopted. We finalized adoption last year, June June 7th. So now your mom. So now I'm her mommy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm her auntie, but in the beginning she would call me Mama Tia. Oh, how cute. <laughs> and then it just ended up to mom. Just Mama. That is so beautiful. So, so what, what do you think that uh, our listeners should be aware of when it comes to the process of adopting? Yeah, so when you become an, an adoptive parent, you know, you, you're, you're on your own now. You know, you won't really... Um, when you go through the fostering, there's a lot of... Uh, so what I want to say, there's a lot of people involved in your life. And so there's, you can have like a lot of different connections to regarding to the therapist, um, what the child needs, you know, they do make it their best to, you know, I got provided with a bed and mm -hmm. dresser and um, they would get some allowance for their clothes. Mm -hmm. um, but once you're adoptive, it's, you're on your own. It's. So now they're just a family member. Yeah, it's just a family member. So, okay. So, which makes it a little bit different. But, you know, when, when you were talking about the therapist, it just brings into mind, um, there are so many children uh, that actually uh, come through so many trauma issues. So I'm going to ask you a question, just as a parent, because we know you're not a therapist, we know you're not a social worker, but from a parent's point of view, you have these three girls come to you, that yes. had to walk through tremendous trauma and uh, or tremendous uh, hurtful things that caused trauma, I should say it that way. So yes. just share a little bit of your thoughts concerning that. Well, right off the bat, I knew that they had gone through trauma because each one would express themselves in different ways. One would just you can tell she was bleeding from the inside 
meaning that she held everything inside and she would not speak she would not you know um she would not express herself it was like she was completely numb and then the other one was a bleeder on the outside where it was just chaotic crying and just you can tell just to cry mm -hmm. to cry for help somehow they don't know how to manage these emotions and these feelings and the little one she was actually little but I mean we would be up at 3 o'clock in the morning because she was nocturnal mm. you know and so I was like each one was one would like love to sleep one you know was diagnosed with um, mental health issues mm -hmm. and that was hard but overall as hard as it was they they were just crying out for love that's love, the bottom line is just it? love and secure and protection yeah the two older ones were they were abused and one saw murder and they, they've gone and they've seen a lot but the beauty of it is that they see that you're there and you're not there to harm them and you're that that they want to be accepted mm -hmm. and not rejected so in saying that what's one of the greatest things that well i'll just say it because you've just said it one of the greatest things we can do for these children is to show them acceptance even yes. when they're acting out yes not to let them think that you're going to throw them away as well right because of their outbursts or whatever yes. yeah it's 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 really a horrific position yes and when you've never been through it and you haven't had any training for it but we do have the word of god <laughs> yes we do <laughs> and we have to go back to the word and what does god say because you know what isn't it true we act out sometimes oh yeah and aren't we glad that we don't just get tossed in a pile because we're acting <laughs> <Right>. out? <laughs> but God's love is unconditional. It is. And so, but it's not without boundaries, which is a whole nother topic. Right. So we won't get into all of that. <laughs> but saying that is that I think Christina could really say that she's had to set some firm boundaries and hold them for a point of safety and security. Absolutely. And boundaries, you that's the key word. Okay. Boundaries, I had to learn. I didn't need boundaries, you know. Um, I'm not saying my kids were perfect, but it just, you know, it was just me and my 16-year-old back then. She was 9 or 10. Um, it was easy breezy, right? And when these girls came in, uh, boundaries had to be in place right away because they didn't have structure they didn't have a mom or a dad they just did whatever they want right but also you know um, tough love they needed as well mm -hmm. well you know i i think the thing is that uh if if we if we study on boundaries and dr henry cloud has a great book it's just called boundaries there you go can't go wrong with that and if you're you know so many people think boundaries aren't necessary uh, well, then let's take off your front door, okay? And we'll just leave it open right. so that anybody that comes by can come in. Right. It, it, it doesn't leave a safe place. So what, whatever it is, whether it's a home or your country, we need a boundary. We need boundaries yes. in life. 
And so why don't you do yourself a favor and go buy the book. You can get into a support group on boundaries. You can learn some of these things. And better sooner than later, you need boundaries in marriage. You need boundaries with your own children. You need boundaries with your friends. You, you just The only one you don't need a boundary with is, is the Lord himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's our rock and our anchor. He's the one that tethers us uh, so that we don't fly off like a balloon with helium, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, my suggestion, just study up on boundaries. It will do you a lot of good. And I know, Christine, you really had to throw yourself into a learning curve to really learn about all these things and not feel Absolutely. guilty about it. Yes, yes. Very good. They also, too, for um, anybody who's probably interested in fostering or has thought about it or adopting, there's uh, classes that you have to take, mm -hmm. you know, good. and they were very helpful, CPR, I had to get my CPR license, and um, you have to do certain amount of hours yearly in different subjects mm -hmm. with children who have any issues or, you know, are just rebellious or whatnot, whatever the, you see the child is acting mm -hmm. um, or brings into the home. There's also classes who actually that actually help you because I'm like, okay, this is why this child is acting this way. Right. Or this is why this child is trying to throw a tantrum when they shouldn't, but why are they doing it? Good, good. Gives you some insight and information mm -hmm. on how to yes. to respond to it. Yes. Not react, but re respond. respond. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, let me ask you one question because I think this is kind of interesting. If you could give your 15-year-old self <laughs> a word of advice, what would that be? I think it would be that, Christina, you've come such a long way. You were never a mistake. Oh, very good. And I found my purpose. And this purpose has given me a new life and my identity, my identity in Jesus Christ. So beautiful. And that I, you know, I've, I've found freedom and I don't serve the world anymore, but the Lord. That is so good. So good. So you, you, you serve the Lord out of love and adoration, not out of duty. Yes. Absolutely. So that is so good. That's where the freedom comes in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> That's so good. So good. So uh, with with all that in mind, uh, what, what would some of the skill sets be that you would think for people that are considering uh, adopting or even right. fostering? Um, I think it, it's there's two different concepts. So fostering is through... I mean, yeah, fostering is through, you know, um, through social workers. And there's also, you can adopt through just adoption. Okay. So fostering, you have to go through whatever they it's asked of them. Like, you know, they have to, you have to pass a background. You, um, like I said, they, they're in your home all the time so for fostering just know that 
you're going to have social workers and therapists and um, different types of therapists, cause, I mean, uh, social workers, because there's just not the social worker that comes visits, but there's different um, social workers that come in your home and assess your home and, and um, question you. And they just want to see that you're meeting up to the expectation. Which is good. Child. It's yes. a good. It's good safety. Yes, it is. Which makes me think a little bit about uh, the issue that we're we're dealing with so prevalent right now in in our culture mm-hmm. is human trafficking. Absolutely. And so uh, we want to pray that the standards stay high or even get higher, and yes. not not let that bar slip to where children can slip through the cracks and get into the hands of perpetrators yes it, it's it's vital out there it's so important to to pray honestly those that are listening please pray i just found out recently that two of the um, minor consuls were taking away the kids from their home and giving them to the predators and I just thank God, even in that, that he protected us. That we didn't end up in the hands of these two ladies. So good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, a very slippery slope that we're in right now. And so I always look back and I look to the word and I look to the core values that I have. And I'm going to stay planted in those areas uh, because uh, light is where the power is right and light will dark will uh, lighten every dark place so let's be the light of the world let's let's make sure that we stay on track with uh the word of god and the principles of the word yes so that we can uh, again protect and preserve what has been given to us right freely we didn't have to pay a price for it we just had to receive it, which right. is sometimes we don't we take it for granted because uh, we forget that it was given to us. Although we do have to, we're supposed to die daily, you know. Right. Jesus says, "Take up your oh, cross boy. and follow me." Yeah. So thanks, Christine. You 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 did that so well in this situation with these girls. Thank you so much for uh, again being willing to do that. Absolutely. So again, I, I'm going to really encourage you to go back and listen to our last interview with Christine because you'll you'll see where the basis of all of this came from. And again, uh, I know her family and I see uh, that they're just flourishing right now. It's just, it's an incredible thing to watch. It's like watching uh, overnight how uh, with a super bloom it seems like everything was dry and dead and then all of a sudden uh, there's a heavy rain and God comes in and he he floods the ground and all those seeds that were sown and you think they're they're either dormant or dead right but mm-hmm. because he waters them all yes. of a sudden the hills are full of a super bloom of great beauty so please please let yourself be part of that I would just like to share if there's anybody out there who um, this may speak to you if you're thinking or you are in it or you don't know what to do or you know you could probably reach out to Dr. Kathy and she can reach out to me I can you know be a support in any way that I can like I said I'm not I'm not a professional I'm not a social worker you know but I've witnessed and I've experienced things that 
I have to learn on my own that no one else taught me. So I'll just I would just love to be a, a help. Thank you. Thank you for that. That is so good. So now I know somebody's out there and you've said to yourself, you know, nobody's there to help me. I need support. What am I going to do? Well, you've just had an invitation <laughs> to invite somebody in to help you. So don't let that go by. So give us a, give us a text, give us an email, get a hold of us, and we will make sure that you get that connection. All right. Very good. Well, again, Christine, thank you for being here today. And thank you again for your transparency. I love your heart. I love what you've done. I'm looking forward to watching your, your family grow and to uh, really become from a little sapling to a great big old oak tree <laughs> where, where there'll be multitudes that can come and rest under what you've done for them and make sure that they are kept safe. So thank, thank you, you Christine. Amen. Thank you. Thank Very you. Thank that. you. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless y'all. Uh, we'll see you soon for our next podcast. And I know that you can take this, apply it, and see those keys open doors for you that were not opened in prior seasons. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that you can use these keys that you can lock the doors that were open in previous season that maybe shouldn't have been open and they'll help you lock it and keep it closed. So until next time, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful, wonderful journey in and through this life. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Keys to Life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post, and tag us at Life Builder Seminars. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.